0: Ladies and gentlemen, now entering the basement wing in at 237 pounds, he is your host, the man in the mirror, Jordan Tyler Wallenberg. Welcome to Wallenberg!
1: it's me it's your man it's your main man and your host it's old walls and i'm back again episode number 64 coming at you again this week first of all just want to say thank you again thank you to all my uh my guys and and gals out there listening I really appreciate all you guys. I appreciate you taking some time, hanging out, and, and listening with me. So thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Before we get going too far, let's just do that housekeeping real quick. You guys know the deal. You know the deal. If you could, please rate, review, comment, subscribe, share, tell somebody about the pod. Okay. We got another fun pod. March Madness rolls on. The maddest of all the marches. Got a couple guests. Nick Daddy Place, Daddy, Big Daddy, Big Daddy. He's back. He joins us three weeks in a row for the big fella. He he, he make, He's making it a full trek through March Madness. Also, the Bucky Appley joining us again. After he blew us off the first week, he's been reliable the last two. How long will this run last, ladies and gentlemen? We may never know. We may never know. So yeah, that's uh, that's what we got going. We got that. We got some flyers talk. We got some golf. We got my passing thoughts. So without any further ado, let's get right into it. Welcoming back to not all three of our guests from last week to talk uh, some more NCAA basketball. We have Nick Daddy Place and Eric Bucky Appley. Zach Place is apparently too good for us. You know, he's a head honcho hardest worker in America as he claims as he claims that is a very disputed claim, but uh Nick Bucky, how are we doing today?
0: It's a great day, Wally. It's
2: a great day I'm doing better now that I'm seeing your beautiful face Jordan
1: Well, thank you I appreciate that uh that obvious lie um, quick recap, quick recap last this past weekend we uh we improved we improved. We were 22, 29, and 1 the first weekend. This past weekend, we went 6 and 6. So, better. Better. So, our overall record, uh, 28, 35, and 1. We will not be above 500. There's only three games left. Uh, Might have to hammer them a little bit to to get ourselves there. Uh, Any thoughts from this past weekend of basketball? Uh, One of the crazier NCAA tournaments I've ever seen. I know one seed for the first time ever since they started doing seeds in 1979. You guys got anything uh, really? that uh, piqued your interest?
2: I'll go ahead since daddy's in a slumber over there. Um, yeah, absolutely. So first of all, Kansas State versus Michigan State, game of the year, yes. maybe? Yes, Game of the year. I mean, that was incredible. Both teams played awesome. Kansas State probably had a hangover in their next game, but the performance by Noel is one that will be remembered for a long time. So that was awesome.
1: That dude is an electric Um, factory.
2: Yeah, he was amazing. And, of course, he has the sprained ankle and comes back. Like, that was everything that you could ever want or ask for out of a college basketball game. Um, The game Couple games after that were just awful, which I guess that happens, and as we get late in this tournament, sometimes um, UConn. Wow, are those guys? Are they on like steroids or something? Like, is there something you can feed a basketball player to all of a sudden make them way better than they were?
1: <laughs> Whatever, because if it's out there, fucking UConn is taking it.
2: They look like an NBA team, and. If we could just maybe forego the FAU-SDSU game and just call UConn-Miami the national championship game, I think I'd be all set with that.
1: Yeah. Or I could I could get behind that motion as well because FAU and San Diego State do less than nothing for me. And, yeah, listen to UConn. They beat St. Mary's in the first round by 15. They beat Arkansas by 23. Then they beat the Zags by 28.
2: They're unbelievable.
1: Just dominating. It's wild. Daddy, anything you've you've picked up?
0: Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to send a strongly worded letter to the NCAA to get Eric Apley into the Division I Referee Association. (laughs) Uh, The officiating I saw in the two games specifically yesterday were It was terrible. The foul call at the end of the San Diego State game with Creighton, that's awful. That's terrible.
1: What did you say in the chat? Softest call you've ever seen?
0: Yeah, something something along those lines. There could have been somewhere where it's used, but we'll go with that. I, they didn't call anything all game, and then the guy puts a hand on a hip on a floater, and it's a foul. So that was that was total bullshit. And then the second one in the Texas game last night, where the guy is boxing out, a guard is boxing out a big guy, and he gets called for boxing out too well.
1: Bucky didn't agree with me on that one.
2: I'll take I'll take the bait here. <laughs> I don't disagree with the Creighton San Diego state ending. Um, no one wants to see a game end that way. I think the official sees contact, and his job is to determine if it's illegal or incidental. He obviously thought it was illegal. Uh, I—that's a judgment call. It's a tough call. It's a hard whistle. It's not the way anyone wants to see the game end. Uh, is it poor game management or is it a foul? You know, if it's a foul at any time in the game, should he call it at the end? That argument can go on and on forever. As far as the Miami-Texas call, um, when a guy jumps straight up and down and a person, quote-unquote, boxing out, continues to under his legs and takes him out, I think that that one is probably a foul. Even if you don't support it, I get it. You were rooting for Texas. I was rooting for Miami, so I obviously love the call. Um, But I think that one was probably the right call. I mean, anybody who's had their legs taken out while in the air in the on a basketball court, could feel the pain there.
1: I'm with Daddy. Fucking that was a great box out. You did exactly <laughs> what you're told. Get low and drive.
0: Yeah, the center got bullied in the paint by a guard. Not a foul. Well, I
2: don't know. It's it seemed like it seemed like something was wrong with that play. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: the center for Miami was a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of that game, Miami was down like 13 with like 10 minutes left. And I was like, fuck this. I'm just not watching another one of my bets like go down in fucking flames. I take the dog for a walk. I walk back in the house and it's like there's a picture. There's like the, the shot on the TV is like Jim Laranega hugging people. And I'm like, What? Why are we showing Jim Laranega like happily hugging people, and then they flash the score? I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Thank God I just left my TV on because I just like went back and watched it. It was wild.
2: Miami can put up points in a hurry. They're uh, they're fun to watch. I'm glad they won because Texas is kind of boring to me. I'm not really a fan of that team, mostly beat <laughs> Penn State, but also because they're
0: boring. I think one of the more impressive things with that comeback was that Miami did it without making a three. Yeah. They didn't make a single three in the comeback. and came back and won by seven.
1: Yeah, 20-point swing in 10 minutes, yeah. no threes.
0: Anybody else think
2: that Wong on Miami looks like he could be a descendant of Snoop Dogg?
1: i got to look at this guy now. Isaiah yeah. Wong, that, that's who we're talking about, right?
2: Yeah, McKenzie actually pointed that out to me while we were watching the game yesterday. But he, it looks like there might be some relation there, and it wouldn't be a surprise to have <laughs> Snoop Dogg have a kid running on the Miami team, whether he claims that or not, right?
1: I could, I could see it.
2: Yeah, I can kind of see it.
1: I don't think it's a huge stretch.
2: Okay. All right. We'll have to do the DNA testing. We'll send out for that.
1: Yeah, you give him a call. I'll, uh, I'll let you handle that one. Um, was I, I just had some. Oh, so we talked about how one game of the Final Four is got zero interest to us. So Final Four this year, San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, UConn, and Miami. The Final Four last year was North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, and Villanova. Could there be two more opposite sets of teams? I mean, those are like... Three all-time, like, programs, and Villanova maybe isn't, like, all-time, but they're, like, the next level, probably. If not, maybe all-time with their kind of run under Jay Wright. To, like, has Miami ever even been to a Final Four? This is their first Final Four, right? Yep. Yep. And UConn has been just wandering through the fucking wilderness for, like, the last ten years, it feels like. I, what, the,
2: right?
1: I, I don't I've, think CBS is thrilled with this uh, with this set of teams.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Florida Atlantic, though, do we think that, like, for sure their head coach already has his next job, Oh, right? yeah.
1: I mean, how see how fast the Penn State coach, the Iona coach, like, they got eliminated, and the next day they're like, hey, moving on. Yeah,
2: like, that guy has, maybe he can't sign it until they officially lose, but he's so far out of Florida Atlantic right now, it's not even
0: funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's the guy who's like, he was like the ball boy for Bob Knight, too, right? I had to think about that.
0: I think he was.
1: Yeah, oh, student manager at Indiana under Bob Knight from 96 to 2000.
0: He was the guy picking up chairs. (laughs) (laughs) That must have been a
2: dangerous occupation.
1: Unpaid... Working under Bob Knight. That is.
2: Imagine, like, you forget to do something, like wash something, or I don't know. You screw anything up as the ball boy, and you're just getting reamed for sure.
1: Yeah, so he's been at Florida Atlantic for five years. They went 17 and 16, 17 and 15, 13 and 10, 19 and 15, and then 35 and 3 this year. They played in the CIT? What is this? the College Insider Postseason Tournament? What the no, I, fuck I, is that,
0: that? That's the NIT, isn't it? Yeah.
1: No, that's the CBI. Oh. Because mm-hmm. they played in the CBI last year.
2: 35-3 and three is a great record, though. You don't see that in college basketball.
1: No. That's a lot of wins.
2: I mean, I wonder what they had to pull off to put a team together that's that good. Like what kind of rules did they break to build that?
1: We'll find that out in two years after Dusty Mays at his next job. Florida Atlantic is where uh, Lane Kiffin was the coach for a while though too, right?
0: Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. There's definitely something shady going on there. Yeah. They are kind of fun to watch because they just go up and down very fast.
2: I thought Tennessee was going to just, like, dump truck them, by the way. I fell asleep in that game in the second quarter, and I just thought Tennessee was going to manhandle them. And I woke up the next day to find out that they lost, and my boys out of UCLA lost, and I was pretty devastated to start the next day.
1: Yeah, that was a tough one.
0: Just watch that Tennessee game. That's the worst offensive basketball team I've ever seen.
1: It wasn't good.
0: It makes me think as a Duke fan, because I didn't get to watch the Tennessee-Duke game, but it makes me think, as a Duke fan, how bad is Duke now?
1: The Tennessee Duke game was very bad as well. Like those were not good games of basketball. Well, I guess we got to make a couple picks here. the uh, The San Diego State Aztecs are favored by one and a half points over the Florida Atlantic. Any guesses on their name? Their nickname?
2: The
1: Oh, Okay, you guys did remember. I couldn't even remember until I clicked it. Yeah, so the uh, the Aztecs, one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Owls. You guys uh, you guys, got any thoughts here?
0: I mean, I'm not going to tune into this game. <laughs> I, I, and I'm not watching this one at all. Um, but I think San Diego State covers the one-and-a-half. I think that they won't have much trouble with Florida Atlantic. It's been a nice little Cinderella run for the nine seed, but I think it's done. What do we even have to go off of here? I mean,
2: do we have any... Who did San Diego... Who
1: They just beat can, Creighton, and that game was fucking terrible, too.
2: It was. I mean, San Diego State has... They're very athletic, I guess, according to Jay Billis. He said that they, go, they don't walk by the weight room, they go in the weight room, so I think that that's a compliment. Um... FAU I don't I mean they won 35 games this year which is amazing but their coach is if he hasn't already he is interviewing all week like he's not even looking he's not he probably not even going to practice he's so far out on this program at this point I mean he's going to get paid somewhere somewhere I don't know what job openings are out there but that dude is he's He's gone. So the players probably catch wind of that on campus this week. Um, You have to imagine that there's going to be some extracurriculars going on with celebrating making the Final Four at a place like Florida Atlantic. So, you know, maybe somebody gets in trouble throughout the week. They're definitely not going to be dialed into the game plan. I'll I'll go with, with Daddy on San Diego State. They've been a program that's been knocking on the door for a little while now.
1: Hard to argue with that, but I had I just had this feeling that Florida Atlantic is going to make the title game. So if, if it came to me, I was going to break it to FAU, but I don't have enough of an argument to try and flip you guys. So we'll, we'll roll a San Diego State. Then uh, the de facto national championship, as Bucky has stated. Why don't you lead us off here? Connecticut and Miami. Connecticut, minus five and a half.
2: So... I know which way Daddy's going here because he's been riding that pony for at least since last week, which is very impressive, by the way. Um, UConn has been on just an absolute tear, like an absolute tear. They've been unbelievable. Um, They're well coached. They've got all the players. But something about Miami, um, Jim Laranaga, our boy Wong, Snoop Dogg's long lost son. I like I like the U. They've got nice jerseys. I'll go with the U. They're going to cover, maybe win,
0: probably not, but we'll go with it. Daddy, um, the Bucky is right. I think I have been on UConn since the very first week. And I think I might be on record saying that they were a dark horse to win the national title. Um, I'm going to hammer UConn minus five and a half. Uh, Adama Sonogo. He told Drew Timmy he was small and didn't belong in college anymore. (laughs) And Jordan Hawkins, the last game, but great game. 20 points, six boards. He can do it all. Dan Hurley has the boys buzzing up there in Connecticut. And I think they get their, their national championship on this weekend.
1: I've got a question. We're talking about Dusty May, the coach at FAU, being fucking out of town. How long until Dan Hurley is out of town?
0: Uh, UConn's a basketball school Yeah because They've won two titles in like the last 15 years
1: Yeah, I'm not saying they're not But like They're in the Big East Like that's a basketball conference again But Somebody's, somebody's knocking on his door with a lot of money I mean, UConn's had a nice couple of years They were 15-8 and 8 in 2020-2021 Coming out of COVID 23-10 and 10 last year 29-8 and 8 this year um, he had, they were 16 and seventy his first year in the 1912 and 1920, the first year of COVID. So like, he, he's he got this team trending upwards. Like, I don't think it's long before someone's knocking on his door, trying to pull him away from there.
0: They have to be a pretty big time school. Penn State, you're talking a blue blood then. They Penn would. State, not their coach now.
1: That's a step down from UConn, Penn, Penn State. State.
2: Yeah, I know that, but Penn State could maybe pay him a dump truck full of money and he could go. I
1: don't
2: know. Penn State got a coach? The rumor is they're hiring the guy from VCU. Shaka Smart?
1: He's (laughs) at Marquette now.
0: Oh, well, he's still the guy from VCU. (laughs) I don't don't know this coach's name from VCU.
2: Oh, great, that guy. Yeah, that's exciting.
1: It's a real one. I guess i got to make a pick, though, here. Um, oh, man. UConn has just been fucking boat racing people. It's hard to go against that. But Miami got that dog in them, man. Uh, you, yep. you, baby. Miami got that dog. <laughs> and they're getting five you know? and a half.
2: Uh-huh. Which is not nearly enough for UConn's last four opponents. Let's just point that out. <laughs>
1: no, oh, I'm so, I'm so conflicted here. Screw it. I'm stick Miami. I've been kind of riding Miami for most of this tournament, and I've been betting against UConn for a lot of it. I feel like so we're gonna throw the U up.
0: We're Yay! going to the,
1: we're going with Miami getting the five and a half. Fuck it. Who cares? Hor- horrible. We're well, fucking twenty eight thirty five and one Who gives a fuck at this point? Yep. Uh, well, let's do hypothetical national title games. Miami and Connecticut are the picks over either of the teams they're playing, right?
2: Uh-huh.
1: What does the line have to be to take an FAU or a San Diego State against Miami or Connecticut?
0: Eight or more. Yeah, I was gonna. Somewhere in the 10 range. I was going
1: to say double digits was my thought. Where is the Final Four this year?
0: Houston. Houston.
1: Rice
2: University.
1: Got it. Well, guys, got any other thoughts on the tournament? The upcoming Final Four?
2: I think that there's potential that this weekend is a huge flop and a terrible disappointment and that Monday night's game has the lowest ratings of any national championship game in the internet era.
1: I don't think you're going out on a limb there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I agree, 100%. I just don't think that's like, I didn't mean, wasn't expecting a hot take, but I don't think that's a hot take.
2: But yeah.
1: Hey, right speaking of hot takes, this isn't basketball related, but you had uh, you had some strong words for our friend Coach Slano in the, uh, the group chat about the match play this weekend. I believe your comment was, fuck the match play?
2: Was anybody excited to watch the final match on Sunday?
1: Uh, not really. I wasn't. I didn't watch it at all, to be honest.
2: I mean, that's the problem with the match play is that it's just not Our friend Slano was acting like the match play is, like... Like a
1: fifth major.
2: Yeah, like, it's in his book, it's probably the British Open, the players, the match play, and then the Masters, and I just tend to disagree with that lineup. So, I said what I said, and I stand by it.
1: He famously said one time, and this is on the the Slano list, that the... uh, he would much rather watch the Phoenix Open than the Masters. That is a true statement made by Jeff Slanovic. I believe that to be true as well. (laughs) Speaking of ranking uh, the majors, as you kind of did, did you see what Gary Player said? He said, British, U.S. Open, PGA, Masters. That was his order.
0: I don't understand that. The PGA is by far and above the worst major.
1: Yes. I have no problem with the, with the British being one for foreign people. That tournament stinks though, by the way.
2: I just don't know how, like, uh, the Masters is the only one where they play the same golf course every year. It's the hardest one to get into. And it's awesome viewing most years it feels like when you're watching it that it's the super bowl of golf Mm -hmm. and the british open and u.s open usually feel like a big deal too although some years they weirdly don't but it just doesn't make sense how you couldn't have the masters as number one to me
0: i would even i would even
1: give like again people not from america i would give a pass And let him put it two. But to put it four is just blasphemy.
2: It Sounds like he's got beef against Augusta National for some reason. Oh,
1: yes, he does. You know why? Because they kicked his fucking kid out. Now it all makes sense. Okay. His kid was like, remember his kid was like holding up some logo behind him hitting the the honorary tee shot a couple years ago. And Augusta (laughs) kicked him out. They're like, yeah, you're not coming back. This makes total sense now. Thank you for getting me there.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. Another one of the world's mysteries solved.
2: Glad we were able to avoid that one.
1: Yeah, that was gonna that was gonna keep me up at night.
2: I believe
0: that.
1: Well, gentlemen, Daddy, anything else?
0: No, no, I got nothing. Just. Wanted to reiterate how bad Houston is. Just wanted to <laughs> let everyone know that they did stink.
1: You were on that. T- you were on that train as well. I, who disagreed with you? Was it your brother?
2: Yeah, yeah probably because he doesn't know anything. Houston did stink. How did we do on our final four picks? I think I had Kansas State, uh, and I did not have. Any of the other three. Unfortunately, Princeton didn't make it. That was a huge shocker, by the way. I really thought they were on to something. Um, I think they just had a bad matchup. Or they would probably be playing Saturday.
1: I took Bama. Let me look. I took Bama. I think I took Bama, Kansas State, UCLA, and Texas.
2: Way
1: to hit it there Yeah Bama no, just Bama's there Something was off I don't know if it was You know
2: They didn't seem to be Hitting the bullseye
1: Yeah It wasn't really They were just a, Just There was something mechanical That needed to be adjusted Maybe a couple notches On a A sight or something Just to fix that up But
2: Yeah they weren't So They weren't quite Dead eye in it
1: No No Missing the mark, if you will. Right. So, Bucky, you had Princeton, Kansas Mm -hmm. State. Did you have UCLA? Oh, yes, I did. And then who'd you have in the Texas?
2: Miami. I had Miami. You
1: had Miami. So you had one. Daddy definitely had had
2: two. Wait, no, I only had one. Sorry, Kansas State should be in the Final Four because they played awesome on Thursday. But I guess they're not, so whatever.
1: Daddy, you had UConn. Who'd you have up in the Texas-Miami one?
0: I had UConn, Texas, Creighton, and Tennessee.
1: So I think I So one for you guys, zero for me. I don't even remember what Zach did.
0: Maybe I had Alabama. I don't know. But I only had one. I know that.
1: There were a lot of Bamas, I remember. I think Bucky was the only guy who won against Bama.
2: I stand by that pick. Dying, I'm dying on that hill. Princeton was the team. They got a bad whistle, and they had an off night, but they they were the team for sure.
1: Would have been awesome.
2: <sighs>
1: yep. Well, boys, I'm, I'm out. I'm out of anything on this.
0: Go UConn. That's all I have.
1: Did you place a wager on UConn? You've been on them so much. You didn't? Did you like sprinkle ten bucks on them?
0: I I didn't. No, I just have them in a in a pool. Um, my my hopes and dreams were crushed in the other pool. So,
1: are you gonna win?
0: Uh if UConn wins at all, I will.
1: Nice big pool.
0: No. That's awesome.
1: I see. I'm in the uh, the 32 percentile in my bracket, so I'm doing really good.
2: That's awesome! Congrats, congrats on that.
1: Thanks. Really proud of myself.
2: Can you guys just think about the victory parade in Miami after they win this thing?
0: (laughs) Wow. Might be worth going to. I don't know. An All-Florida Final Four? Or All-Florida National Championship? Mmm. They should play that outside in Florida and just...
2: Get out of that arena in Houston. Just go play street ball somewhere outside in Florida to really settle the thing.
1: I think they need to start playing these uh, Final Fours and retractable stadiums. Just make it a little more interesting. Just pop the top off.
2: Yeah, and especially
1: like, especially this week. Like, who gives a shit? Who wins this thing? Really?
2: All right, let's experiment. Like the one year that we had the Super Bowl in New York City in February. <laughs>
1: Well, back to golf. They're playing Outside. the. They're fucking. Outside. They're fucking playing the PGA in Rochester in May. So.
2: It'll be fine. It'll be fine.
1: Until it's not.
2: Yeah, but they did that. The weather suggests, though, that May is a better time than August to play a thunderstorms, a major right? Tournament in the Northeast, yeah, days are longer too. I think.
1: Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, I guess they did Bethpage a couple years ago. That was in May, right?
2: Yeah, and they, were, they had good weather. Yeah, what? But
0: that's on Long Island. Yeah? It's true. true. is like right off a big lake, isn't it? They get some lake effect snow up there in May. They probably are getting snow
2: today or yesterday or sometime. Could you imagine so. how yeah.
1: fucking good awesome point. it would be if they had to scratch a day at the PGA because they got like two feet of snow?
2: Think about how they would bitch if they were playing in, like, 40-degree weather. It'd
1: be fucking awesome. All these fucking pussies that went to, like, nice schools in the South and played all their golf tournaments and oh. fucking warm weather. playing D3 college golf. There's a fucking tournament tomorrow for some fucking poor kid in the middle of Pennsylvania. It's going to be fucking 45 degrees, raining fucking sideways, and they're going to have to walk. Oh, yeah walk 18 holes, it's going to take five and a half hours.
2: And they're going to play punched greens. Yeah, The greens that were punched with the big holes yesterday and the kid that wins is going to shoot 75 and people are going to tell him that he sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, what a fucking awful experience those
2: are. <laughs> There's there's nothing positive from any of that. I remember playing sometimes when the flagstick would be literally bending so hard it was on the ground.
1: That fucking tournament we played on that fucking mountain (laughs) just outside Philadelphia?
2: Yeah. Yeah, the greens were punched yesterday. It's 42, blowing 42 miles an hour, and we're out there trying to put a stupid ball in a hole.
1: And I'm fucking terrible to begin with.
2: Right. Like, it's not already hard enough in the... Middle of the summer and nice weather. That's all. I got nothing else.
1: <laughs> Daddy, you got something to send us home with?
0: No, I've got nothing. That that summed it up well.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, we'll leave it with that. Bucky, Nick. Well, we thank you once again for uh, being our fine, fine uh, experts here on these these matters of national importance. <laughs> Well uh you know what actually we probably will talk again next week before the the national title game, so we'll uh we'll talk to you guys then.
2: I look forward to it thanks gentlemen <clears throat>
1: Let's talk about the uh the golf shall we Sam burns six and five winner over Cameron Young in the very anticlimactic final match of the dell technologies match play the the last match play maybe ever i have a feeling someone brings this back somewhere down the road it's gonna come back but yeah sam burns is your man sam burns is one. i think it's his fifth to win on tour he's what 26 i think so yeah what an amazing first matches on sunday the two semifinal matches, Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns, they're friends in case you didn't know. They go 21 holes, and in the other one, Cam Young beats Rory McIlroy in 19 holes. Scotty Scheffler had a putt from about 5 feet to beat Sam Burns and was unable To make that, that was hurtful. That was hurtful for Scotty. Scotty didn't up taking third and beating. him. This guy showed. Yeah, I think it was on the. Was it the thirteenth hole? Yeah, because they go twelve, thirteen in the, in the thing. Yeah, the tw- Their twentieth hole. He had like. Well, I, it was what five feet. I mean, I can kind of pull it up here if I can figure it all out. Play by play. Is it the ninety-four yards off the tee? Four feet three inches ouchies ouchies that was a that was a big mess tough to come back and then Sam Burns birdied the next hole oh that one stings that one stings a little bit Cam Young he had some things to say in his semifinal match he's playing Mr. Rory McIlroy who was absolutely piss pounding the driver every time I looked at the screen granted it wasn't a ton All throughout the week, Rory's hitting, like, amazing drive after amazing drive. He hit that drive on 18, onto the green to, like, four feet. And I think that was Wednesday or Thursday. It's, like, 379. His ball flew, like, 350. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Cam Young was down two as late as the 15th hole when 16 and 18, Birdie's 18 to to send it to the playoff. Then in the playoff, hits it in the bunker, has to lay up. Rory gets a little too cautious, leaves himself a, a long putt for birdie, and Cam, Cam Young stuffs it. Stuffs it. Yeah, he hits it in the bunker, has to basically hit one, not sideways, but, I mean, he's blasting out. He, he only hit it 52 yards. Had 170 yards in, and he stuffed that to nine feet. Rory was actually uh, inside him. Eight feet, nine inches. Cam Young was nine feet. Yeah, and then he had to make that to win. Or to top two extent. Yeah, and then Sam Burns just put the beat down on Cam Young in the finals. Which, it's surprising that, God. I, I, now, I didn't watch this. I didn't realize it got so out of hand. Like the way it, I mean, it has to get out of hand fast. I don't know why I'm saying that. One, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve, and thirteen. Yeah, Sam Burns, the 13th seed. Sam Burns is now into the top 10 in the world. Justin Thomas is out. I think I saw first time in six years that Justin Thomas is out of the top 10. Let me double check this. And I didn't save that part in the picture. Yeah, Justin Thomas, he's out. So very interesting. Here's a stat before we swing back to the the tournament itself. So this is the last WGC. When Scotty got eliminated in the semis. And being the last WGC, this is, this is, stats going to stand forever. Only one player ever successfully defended any WGC title. Tiger Woods, of course. He did it eight times. Eight times. I heard on the No Laying Up podcast, he won, he got to when he was at 18 WGC titles, next closest was three. I think Jeff Ogilvy. So just absolutely incredible. Tiger is uh Tiger's just a different beast. Obviously. There's just no debating that. Uh some things that popped out. Matt Kuchar, who sneaks into this. Basically because because of Liv, like because all the Live guys are gone. And we lose some some people in the top uh in the top sixty-four in the world. He sneaks in as the 59th. so he makes the sweet sixteen. Jason Day takes him down. Jason Day to the Elite Eight. Battling himself back from the middle of nowhere. Kurt Kiyama stays hot, makes the Elite Eight before Cam Young takes him down. Billy Horschel wins a pretty tough uh, group John Rom, Keith Mitchell, Ricky Fowler, and himself. Impressive. JJ Spawn gets to the Sweet Sixteen out of his group with Matt Fitzpatrick, Sahith Sagala, and Min Woo Lee. What's going on with Matt? Pat- Matt Fitzpatrick. He's having a rough year, right? Let's double check that. I w- I wanna I wanna say that, and not put my man down, but I think he's having kind of a rough year. Circle back, back to the bracket. Rory, obviously, I am so in. Uh, I, I have in my fantasy golf league. You got to take two guys to get each week. It's a it's a one and done. I am so fucking in on taking Rory and Spieth at the Masters, and I can't wait to be hurt. I can't wait to be hurt because I'm going to be hurt. I'm in twenty seventh of one hundred and three people, six million dollars behind first place. Uh six, five and a half. Huh, I'm not, not I'm alright. Not uh Cantley gets there. Sam Burns beats him. Holma gets out of his groove. Loses to, to Hughes. Matt Hughes. Matt Hughes, right? I have to scroll all the way back. Mackenzie Hughes. No, yeah, Matt Hughes. Mackenzie Hughes. Duh. Yeah, you can see the bottom of this. Bracket is, you know, missing some things because of, because of the lived affections like Davis Riley's, Mad McNeely's, Kucher, Justin Saw, Nick Taylor, like Ben Griffin, like, I don't hate him. I hate it, but like, it's, there's a little depth issue. What is Matt Fitzpatrick? What do we got going on this year? Results nine vents. He's missed the cut five times. Only has one top ten. So, yeah, he's not playing great golf. T7 at Century. T14 at, at the Arnold Palmer. So, yeah, I mean, re- yeah. This calendar year, it's T7, cut, T29, cut, T14, cut, cut, T31 which is essentially getting cut. Interesting. Very interesting. He's he's having a rough go. How was he playing last year other than winning the U.S. Open? Well, he had a win, a runner-up, and 10 top 10s. T9 at the the Arnold Palmer. Got cut the players last year, too. Interesting. T2 at Wells Fargo. T5 at the PGA. T10 at the Canadian Open. Wins the U.S. Open. T6 Scottish, T21 at the Open, T5 at FedEx. So he had a good year. He had a good year. He didn't just like win one tournament. Was his previous year? How was his previous year? Eh, okay. 73rd in the FedEx Cup. So man, I know he gained a ton of length. 15th in the FedEx Cup. He gained a ton of length. Huh. Very interesting. Very Interesting. Well, uh Valero Texas Open this week. I'm if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check that. Yep, Valero Texas Open the last of uh ooh, ooh oofta oofta oofta. This field, not good. Not good. Tyrrell Hatton, Hideki Sepp Straka, Chris Kirk Ryan Fox, Siwoo Kim, Corey Connors, Alexander Noren, Taylor Montgomery, Ricky Fowler, uh, Kucher, JJ Spawn—like the the bottom of the of the list—is all playing. I this used to be kind of a big tournament. I think like I, I thought a lot of people used to play. They used to play this before the Masters. So yeah, two weeks till the Masters. I am so excited. So excited. Uh, let me see if I had any other golf notes here before we move on. Uh, Cam Young. Cam Young. That's what I was going to say. Cam Young's a baller, first of all. I know he got fucking boat raced, but that's okay. My man, I'm going out on a limb. He's not won yet. He is not won on tour. Cam Young wins a major in the next year or two. Going out on a limb. So i have gone out on two limbs. I'm I'm rolling with... With Rory and Jordan Spieth at the Masters this year, and I have Cam Young to win a major in the next two years. Whew. I just I went out there. He's got two Corn Ferry wins. Oh, he also has a win at the Lennox Advisors New York State Open. He was an amateur. His Major results last year. Yeah, cut at the Masters, T three at the PGA, cut at the US Open, second at the Open Championship. Cut in the players last year, T fifty one. This year. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm in on it. I am in. Can't wait to be hurt. Okay. Moving on. A little flyers update so first of all let's talk some results here the flyers are, are doing what they're not supposed to be doing winning games three in a row to be exact four of the last five just uh, ruining ruining chances to get better better draft picks because you know I think that sounds like a thing the flyers would do just just you know in my in my short time as a fan i've I've found this just keep, just, they're they're so deep in the basement of even their own division, but just keeping themselves, you know, I think, yeah, 26th in the league, kind of sneaking up, I think we'd fall like 28th at one point, but yeah, three wins in a row, 6-3 win over the Panthers, and they beat the Wild in a shootout, I watched the end of that, and they beat the Red Wings 3-0, what are we doing, one thing they are doing, they are continuing to clean house. Dave Scott, who is the CEO of Comcast Spectre and the uh, and the man in charge of the flyers, the, the big cheese, if you will, the chairman. He's going to be retiring in a few days. April 1st, he's going to be re- replaced by Dan Helferty. Reached out to the, the Gordon brothers for their, for their take. They, they like it. More clean in house. Uh, if, I've done some reading. It seems to be most people are are behind this and are, are happy to see more changes coming. Uh, hilferty was, uh, I guess, the CEO of Independence Blue Cross up until 2020. He was brought in as the co-CEO of Comcast Spectrum earlier in the year. So, Interesting. More changes. More changes coming. Sounds like a good idea to me. Sounds like a good idea to me uh the last nine years do not seem to have been the the tops in the flyers organization under this gentleman at the helm so so yeah it's all right that's uh that's our golf update our golf update it's the flyers update what am I talking about? what an idiot a flyer's update told you it comes to hockey I'm a moron. can't even say it passing thoughts time with a wall. So here let's let's uh let's bring this thing home with some passing thoughts. First off, the great state of Wisconsin decided to get like eight to 10 inches of snow on Saturday. It's almost April. This needs to stop. We've got golf to play. We got to play some golf. We can't be playing golf when there's eight inches of snow on the ground. Thankfully, it has warmed back up relatively quickly and it's. Starting to melt away. It should all be gone in a day or two. Thank God. Not getting warm enough fast enough though. Maybe that's a sign. Maybe that's a sign. So. A couple things. I have to be down in Chicago. On Friday night. Not in Chicago. I had to stay near the airport room. and needed a ride to the airport. It was going to snow. We can't leave in time. The whole thing. First off. So it's all relating back to the snow. We'll get there. Fogo de Chão.
2: Mmm. 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 Mmm.
1: Brazilian Steakhouse. You know, you flip the button. Here they come with the meat. Slice. Away we go. Great. Great. uh, I want to call it just a salad bar because there's so much else going on. There's charcuterie. There's salads. There's, you know, pasta and and salads and... And street corn and all this good stuff, and the meats, the delicious meats, ribeyes, fillets, Pecana. all the sirloins, all the sirloins, and they make them so deliciously. They had one that was very salty, but it was mm, delicious. That might have been my favorite. Maybe even, nah, ribeyes are the best. But what a good experience! You 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 drop a little change, but what a. Mm. It was cool to do it once. I don't know that I'll need to do it, you know, for a few more years, but it was pretty cool. So, I have to get back from Chicago a couple hours. And the farther north I get, the more it starts to snow. And I had to go a couple different places. I ended up going to a dog, I ended up taking the dog to the dog park. Big dog park, it's like 80 acres. And, of course, it's the 8 to 10 inches of snow. So, first of all, chugging around in knee-high snow is tiresome. Like, walk a couple miles in knee-high snow. (laughs) And then come back and talk to me. Tires you out a little bit. But on the way there, I'm on a two-lane road that's going to turn into a four-lane road. When I say the roads were not good, they were not good. Some had been plowed. Some have been played, you know, in some places it had been plowed quite early in the day. Thus, it was, you know, already bad again. And this car is up my ass the entire time. Just up my ass. I'm like, motherfucker, the roads are awful, awful. Like, what are we doing? Like, give me some fucking space. So sure as shit, we get to the two lane where the two lane turns to four lane. He immediately passes me. I'm going like 40 miles an hour, which I might've even been pushing it at that point. This dude must accelerate to like 65 blows by me. I shit you not. I am not exaggerating. He wasn't by me a hundred yards. Cause I was like, cause I had a thought of like, oh shit, he's going to hit me. He starts swerving. I mean, he passes me and literally a second and a half later, he is swerving and immediately, immediately crashes into the median ditch, you know, and there's 10 inches of snow. So he just buries. He ends up actually getting it out. I saw in my rear view, so I don't feel that bad, but it was like, actually, I would have felt better if he couldn't get it out and he had to fucking call somebody, but it was like instant karma. Like you're just being an asshole. It's very obvious. To anyone with a fucking brain. Why I'm driving a little slower. So I don't fucking crash. Like you did two fucking seconds. After you decided to ride my ass. For fucking 15 miles. I wonder if people like that. Like after he crashed. He was like oh maybe I should fucking slow down. I'm sure he didn't. What a fucking idiot. It's too bad his car didn't get stuck there. It is really too bad. His car didn't get stuck there. Another thing from the snow, I was using like the, um, had my phone plugged in, so the Apple CarPlay was on, so I was using the read, the read stuff back to me, (laughs) and like when text would come, and then I was speaking text into it, and at the end it's like, "Would you like to send?" And I got way too much satisfaction out of just screaming, "Send it!" Alone in my car, well the dog was there too. I'm just screaming, "Send it!" at the top of my lungs. What a, I don't know. I don't know why I found that so so mesmerizing, but I did. I found that to be absolutely hilarious to myself. I was walking the dog the other day. I usually listen to podcasts, but I just felt like listening to some tunes. So I opened up the Spotify, big Spotify guy now. And, you know, this this podcast is brought to you by Spotify for pad, podcasters. for Spotify for podcasters? I think that's what it's called, right? Now that's not anchor. You may have noticed there's no more anchor ads. What is it called? Is it called Spotify for podcasters now? I don't know. Whatever. It's it was always Spotify's thing. And it uh, it suggests <clears throat> Matchbox 20, the you yourself yourself or someone like you. And I'll tell you what, I just was like, alright, whatever, hit play. Banger. After banger, after banger on this on this uh CD. Is that what people call them? They probably don't call them CDs, probably albums again, albums. This album is a banger. Real world, long day, 3 a.m., push, girl like that, back to good. The the back end's not quite as good, but these are still good songs. Damn, argue Cody, busted, shame and hang. Like, that is a good damn CD. The first, what is it, the first six songs are just fucking hit after hit after hit. I'm on record, and I'm sticking to it, that Third Eye Blind, Third Eye Blind is my favorite CD ever. But that this is a damn good one, my man. Matchbox 20, just out of nowhere. I don't know if they ever made another one that good. I'm looking at just a couple of, more than you think you are. Bright lights, unwell, not bad. There's a couple good songs. Nothing wrong with that one. Mad Season. <clears throat> this has Mad Season, obviously. If you're gone, that's a good one. Bent. A couple decent ones there. And they make some good CDs. I think they were I think they weren't a like a band for a couple years. Album. Yeah, they had ninety six two thousand, oh two, and then they came back in, in twenty twelve. That was the one with how far we've come on there. I think, right? No, no, it does not appear to be. No, that was that was on a CD before. That was like two thousand seven, because I was still in high school. Exile on Mainstream. It's under compilation albums. How Far We've Come, These Hard Times. Oh, they've got a bunch of remasters, like Long Day, Push, 3AM, Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. So they came out of the gate's hard. There was a compilation in 2013, the Maxbox 20 Collection. Interesting. That's a lot of songs. That is a lot of songs. 57 songs. Hmm. How about it? My buddy's also going to a... Uh, A Bruce Springsteen's concert tonight? So I got, like, firing off Bruce songs. Nothing wrong with a little Bruce, either. The boss. Dancing in the dark. Born to run. Born in the USA. You know, not, not much wrong with the old Bruce man. He's... Hang on, hang on. I'm getting notes about about Aaron Rodgers here said a Green Bay general manager, Brian Gutenkoost said a first round pick from the New York Jets isn't necessary to facilitate a deal. Jesus Christ. Eddie wants fair value and there's no timeline for a potential trade involving Rodgers. Uh, Guttenkust said he tried unsuccessfully. To reach Rodgers many times following the 2022 season, determine if they are on the same page. Come out of the season, you have a lot of conversations. Oh, great. We went through his representatives to talk to him about where we were going with our team, and at that point, they informed us he'd like to be traded to the Jets. Kootenku says he wished Rodgers had handled the situation differently. Ah, the old mudslinging back and forth. Everybody's the bad guy but me. Whoops. I, uh, you know what else has been popping up in like my Instagram feeds and my Facebook feeds so I'm probably gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm probably gonna finish this and then go watch it a lot of Tropic Thunder Reels a lot of Tropic Thunder Reels very funny very not acceptable in most of today's world but I might go watch it because it looks funny as shit so I'm gonna go wrap this up and go watch me some Tropic Thunder Closing time, everybody. Want to thank, uh, thank our guests, Daddy and Bucky, this week. Appreciate them coming back on one more time. So uh, thank you to those guys, and thank you to all the listeners. Thank you for making it this far in this episode. Thank you for making it this far in this little journey we're on, this little old Walls House journey. I appreciate all you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Back next week, <clears throat> national title. Final four national title. Also this weekend,
0: Wrestlemania.
1: Wrestlemania. Didn't talk about it on the pod. Uh, I don't know much about what's going on this week, this year in it. And we got Cody Rhodes. I think we got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Beyond that, I don't really know much. But I'll tune in. What else am I going to do? Wrestlemania. It's Wrestlemania weekend. You got to watch Wrestlemania. So yeah, we'll be back next week. Final four title game. WrestleMania, uh, Valero, Texas open, probably not going to, you know, queue up a lot of interest, but we'll, we'll figure out, we always going to figure out something to talk about. So that's all for this weekend, this week till next week. Peace.